It's Sean Marash time on CBS Sports Radio. Let's go, North America. Welcome inside the Sean Marash Show, coast to coast. On CBS Sports Radio, I'm your host, Sean Marash, a.k.a. Marash. We can follow me on Twitter, at CBS. Ben Horowitz, James Graceffo with us. Greg Caserti just heard on the updates. It is a big Saturday night across the country and into Canada. And what a weekend of storylines we have to nibble on inside the port store over the next four hours. As we are coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios, millions of Americans finance the home of their dreams. With their help, they can help you too. Rocket Mortgage, push button, get mortgage. The Miles Garrett swinging his helmet fallout, and Todd Haley has a real problem with Freddie Kitchens. We'll get to that a little later on. Obviously, everything coming out of the Colin Kaepernick workout, and I will tell you a little bit later on why both Colin Kaepernick, why both Colin Kaepernick and the NFL just look like fools tonight. And some reporters covering this, to be frank, too. Too, we're going to get fully in depth on this and try to have a sane conversation without a bunch of name calling back and forth by callers today. But we do want your calls at eight five five two one two four two two seven. We will get into that a little later on. Obviously, Deshaun Watson plays Lamar Jackson. Is that game? For the second buy in the AFC, that's a big matchup in the AFC today. Patriots-Eagles, will Bill Belichick dare let his Patriot team lose to the Eagles again? But obviously, we begin tonight with a brutal injury across the college football landscape that shakes and shapes both the college football playoff, the rest of the college football season, as well as, frankly, the next 15 years of the NFL, starting with the NFL draft, and that is... Obviously, what happened on Saturday afternoon, Mississippi State, Alabama, Tua Tungabaloa, is helicoptered back to Birmingham, Alabama, with now what is being reported as a dislocated right hip. And also, I want to get this injury right because it sounds so painful, I've never heard of it, a posterior or posterior wall fracture. Now look, take this from somebody who has stubbed a toe and has looked to leave work early. This is devastating for Alabama. Devastating for Tua, who by all accounts couldn't be a nicer guy, a harder worker, somebody who, and I, I don't want to play the I told you so card, but I, because I, I could have never foreshadowed this, but I did say three weeks ago after the high ankle sprain that Tua should never step foot on a college football field again. That he should pull a Nick Bosa. Learn and not be a Jalen Smith. Why come back and rush back from a high ankle sprain, one that normal athletes take four to six weeks to heal from, one that he got surgery on after having surgery to repair his other ankle just a couple years ago, now two ankle injuries. It made no sense for Tua to come and play for Alabama, not getting paid, obviously. That's a whole other different story. And not that you could foreshadow this kind of hip injury, but... The dangers were there in rushing back from that high ankle sprain to, again, when you had everything in your future on the line in the NFL, and now look. And I, by all accounts early on, one does not have to do with the other, although that is quite the coincidence that somebody who's been favoring an ankle suddenly has a dislocated hip and a wall fracture. Now, the next part of this is 
when you read the story and you hear doctors comment, he's expected to make a full recovery. Now, this injury is being compared to the Bo Jackson injury that ended his career. Now, a couple parts of that. Bo Jackson, the actual injury with the dislocated hip and the wall fracture, not every part of that, if you read up on it, was fully discovered right away, and there allowed to be some bleeding inside his joints. That ultimately led to the end of his career. We know right off the jump, it seems, what this injury is for Tua. Let's all be honest, too. Medicine is advanced. I know Bo Jackson's not that long ago. Just think of things like Tommy John surgery, microfracture surgery, things that would have been devastating. Look, we make advancements in modern medicine and for pro athletes, and Tua will have every advantage that Bo Jackson maybe didn't have when his injury happened. That being said, as much as he might make a full recovery, that is as a human being. He should never walk with a limp again. Everything should take time, take its time, heal properly. But as far as his NFL future goes, will Tua get drafted? I believe so. But should Tua be in the top 10? Or I'm forgetting about the number one overall pick because that should be out the window right now. I don't know how a general manager, how ownership, how a head coach could sell to a fan base in Cincinnati, sell to a fan base in Miami, sell to a fan base in Tampa Bay. I'm discounting Washington, the Giants, and the Jets here because they seem to have their franchise quarterbacks, although who knows with the Redskins as Dwayne Haskins really gets his career fully jumped if they would pull a Kyler Murray, Josh Rosen situation. I don't know. But the bottom line is this. If you've struggled, and let's be frank, if you've watched the NFL this year, there's a lot of crap at the bottom of the NFL. And fan bases that have to watch just dog efforts every single Sunday. And the payoff is supposed to be, well, this is a big draft coming back and top picks coming up. And the old saying, tanking for Tua, that we've heard nonstop for a year, that's out the window now. And another reminder, by the way, of how silly it is In August, when you know your team stinks, to throw out some stupid phrase about a player you want in the NFL draft and say that you're tanking for him because you have no idea what the college football year brings. You didn't know about Joe Burrow in August. And now look, if you were a team that highlighted two, remember those reports when the Miami Dolphins traded Laramie Tunsil? And they said, well, they're not going to need a big left tackle anyway because the right tackle will be more important since two is a lefty. Well, how did that work out? If they were really thinking that and two is their guy, guess what? You can't pull the trigger now in the top ten. You can't. How can you sell to an NFL fan base that is sitting through misery? Some of these teams for a few years. That Tua Tungavailoa is going to be your man that you select off now two surgically repaired ankles and a dislocated hip and wall fracture. Maybe, maybe he does make a full recovery. Maybe he is the poster boy of modern medicine and modern science that He will come back. He will be strong. He will be the player we saw at his peak in Alabama. But for a guy who, frankly, height is in his strong suit, he may not be Kyler Murray or Russell Wilson as far as shortness, but a guy who uses his legs as much as he does, he's a great pocket passer, so I don't want to make it out like he's a running quarterback, but let's face it, his legs are part of his game. He does have a cannon. How can you trust that he will be the same player, and have the longevity you expect when selecting a quarterback to be the face of your franchise. Look, this isn't a running back where you know you're getting six great years. If you select a quarterback in the top five of the NFL draft, you're expecting that guy to be there for a minimum of 10 years and hopefully 15 years because that's the way the quarterback position is. It's all about longevity. The great ones last a long time in this league. 
Joe Flacco falling off the face of the earth. Now, whether you thought Joe Flacco was great or not, and exiting the Ravens, I, I guess it was eight years after his career started. That's that's kind of different. That's on, He was on the low side for the Ravens. He won a Super Bowl, so you don't mind. But not everybody has to be Tom Brady playing in their 40s. But expecting a guy to play 10, 12, and hopefully 15 years at the quarterback position when you take him top five kind of has become the norm. Kind of has been what you expect. And off of his injuries now, and this major, catastrophic injury that he suffered on Saturday, coming off of everything we had, and when you hear the words helicoptered back to Birmingham, Alabama, that's it's pretty scary. How can you expect when taking this guy that he will be healthy, he will be an elite quarterback for the next decade plus? I don't know how you do that. I don't know how you can expect that. So the entire top half of the draft, to me, has been completely altered. It's Joe Burrow, it's Justin Herbert, and it's hold your breath the rest of the way for the quarterbacks. All that talk about the great quarterback class, and there still could be some other franchise quarterbacks taken. Jake Fromm may be that. Jacob Eason may be that. Jalen Hurts may be that. I would take all of those guys right now over Tua. To me, Tua's got to be quarterback five or six off the board. At best, he's a guy you take when you have the luxury of letting him sit for two years and healing. Let's face it, Tua is kind of like Teddy Bridgewater with the New Orleans Saints. Hoping that he just rehabs, gets back, you don't rush anything, you have a great quarterback sitting there, and maybe at some point, when the time has come, he's ready to go. But when you take a quarterback to the top part of the draft, part of the joy and pleasure of that is, you want to cash in on their rookie contract. You want to cash in in the first four or five years. How can you expect Tua, even if he does make a full recovery, to be an elite NFL quarterback for at least another two, three years? For over half that contract. He's going to be out all of next year. I don't see how he's ready to commit and play NFL football at that speed next year. So the Dolphins have to be out. The Bengals have to be out. And I'm not so sure we're ever going to see the great the greatness of Tua Tagovailoa ever again. He could be the ultimate ESPN 30 for 30. And how sad is that? He had no reason to step on that field again for Alabama. And he did so. Because he's a competitor, but these are the risks that come with it. And if I may for just a moment, I am not going to sit and pontificate and tell you Nick Saban doesn't care about his players. But if Nick Saban really cared about his players and didn't care about winning, but he has a job to do, he recruits these guys, he has to win, it's all about money, he would have told Tua don't rush back from that high ankle sprain. But he had to prove to the world they could beat LSU with him. Had to try to get into the college football playoff with him, and we'll get into the college football playoff and the ramifications of this. But up 35-7 to on Mississippi State. It's very convenient for Nick Saban to say that was the last drive he was going to leave Tua in. And maybe it was, but he needed to practice the two-minute offense. That was the excuse from Nick Saban. We need to practice the two-minute drill. Number one, you have practices. Number two... We had all of last year with Tua. Obviously, he practiced with the team the year before, before coming in to win that national championship game. Did Tua versus Mississippi State, how much did it benefit up 35-7 and he needed to learn more of the two-minute offense? At this point in November, if Tua hadn't figured out the two-minute offense and stuff you wanted to run by now, I don't think he was ever getting it. And by the way, I think he'd already figured it out. What weak sauce out of Nick Saban in that excuse up 35-7, to seven, there was no business, no reason 
for Tua to be on the field. And now the poor man's career could be absolutely demoralized and ruined. And frankly, that's on Nick Saban. There's no reason to say it or sugarcoat it. That is on Nick Saban. Would you draft Tua in the first round of the NFL draft? 855-212-4227. Will we ever see the greatness of Tua again? 855-212-4CBS. And should Nick Saban be shouldering so much of the blame on what happened to Tua on Saturday? Again, your calls at 855-212-4227. And tweets all show long at Mraz CBS, M-R-A-Z CBS. Obviously, I know a lot of people want to weigh in the Colin Kaepernick situation. We will get to Colin Kaepernick. But when we come back, more on the Tua situation. You know what team he's ending up with, don't you? We'll discuss next. It's the Sean Moraz Show on CBS Sports Radio.